Welcome to Dying to Know, where we open up about everything that comes with losing a loved one. Because the only thing that sucks worse than death is not being able to talk about it. We're your bereavement babes, Leah and Rachel, and today is texting part two. Hey, Leah. How you doing today? Good. Ready to keep going. Yeah, it's the same day. Let's do it. Yeah, so part two, we're going to dive into the text messages or phone calls or communication that we had to send to family members to alert or friends to mm-hmm. alert them of the passing of our fathers. So what's what was your story like? You're the oldest. Yeah. So like you took that role <laughs> on pretty seriously I during this time. I will say me and my brothers kind of split up the role when it came to the announcements. Okay. We for us, we had my dad had a bunch of siblings. We all kind of like divided it up. Mm-hmm. We did a first kind of round of calls when we first heard he was going into cardiac arrest and then after he passed, we did another round of calls where we each, it was like a sister. I think I had two sisters. Um, each brother had some. So like. Oh, your dad's sisters. Yeah, my dad's like, okay. siblings. Yeah, we. Um, and it was almost also to take it a little bit off of my mom too. Or nice. a lot off of my mom. Yeah. Just because she was seeing a lot, dealing with a lot. So we each took our turns. And I think it's calls that like you never want to have to make at all in your life. Yes. It was some of the hardest calls ever to do and just like letting them know and like also we don't know what's going on I just Mm -hmm. remember calling one of my aunts and she's just like okay and then like I could hear the change in her voice when she like fully processed like what I had just told her how my dad had passed and I feel like it was the rawest emotion ever and I just didn't know what to do and she's just like apologize I'm so like it was yeah no it's definitely the hardest hardest calls yeah you ever have to make and I remember wait my question for you about you and this like your siblings kind of broke up family members yeah you kind of split up your dad's sisters was there I'm assuming this was after you all had found out that he had passed was there a strategy meeting Or, you know what I mean? Like, was there like, I'm going to do this and you were directing them? Or did everyone just kind of like step up? I think we all kind of just like stepped up and said who like each would call. I don't remember like a specific meeting. I do remember being like, it was in the hospital lobby. Mm. My mom and I believe my little sister went up first. Because again, it was during the pandemic. So things were really limited. Yeah. They even tried to give us trouble about going up to see him. So like only two at a time could go. So as my mom and I believe my little sister went up to go like see my dad, Mm -hmm. we were making the phone calls and kind of doing everything and I just remember I have one cousin who has the cutest like southern little like charm and like she always just like makes me feel comfortable so I remember (laughs) wanting to like call her even though like I knew like a cousin like she would have been like told but I just like wanted to hear her like say like it's gonna be like the way she says sweetheart and like it was just I so I remember she wasn't exactly like on my list of checks and to do's, but she okay. was a call that I felt like I needed to make just to feel a little bit of comfort in that moment. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is, it was strange, but I just like, I just want to hear Tab's voice just Aww. so she could be like, it's okay, honey. Like, yeah. And she did. And it was just like a little comforting moment in that hospital at that time. Got you. How are the other calls? Like, I'm assuming because your dad's passing... I guess for lack of a better word, it was like surprising. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was something, he was already in the hospital, but it wasn't what we you had expected or nothing that your family yeah, no, was he preparing wasn't for. To die, like in yeah, that exactly. Time. I think so calling those people to say, like, hey, this happened. It was, was definitely panic. It was okay. definitely I had it was panic because like I didn't know how to say it. I didn't know mm. what I was really saying to them. Yeah. I think 
my brothers didn't know what to say. My aunts like didn't know how to respond. Like no one really knew like how to respond, how to process, how to say what was going on. But everything like it needed to be known because Mm -hmm. they had also been with us through this whole process. So it was just like it was kind of just a feeling like we needed to do this. We needed to get through it together. But I also feel like hearing each other's voices through these phone calls helped us get through it together because it's just like these are your family's voices that are always there to comfort Mm -hmm. you. So it was a little bit of that where I'm comforting them, they're comforting me. And it was like, like moment again, it's just like that where you can say exactly like I can tell you what color the walls were, what window I was looking out of. It's just a moment that you'll keep safe with you forever. Yeah, like you'll never forget that. Yeah, where I did feel like we had a little do because this was just in that moment, like hours after, if even hours after, where like the other stuff, I was like, all right, this is a tomorrow problem like those are the people I needed to call right then and there to let me know what happened where did you feel like you had a duty or like a process to call like the minute you knew who had happened yeah well first kudos to you and your family for like taking on such a huge chunk of that like I can't imagine and like moments later hours minutes whatever having to be like now I have to get into this role of like calling people to inform them when I haven't even processed my own feelings. Which, like, so. shout out to my... Because I... And we said in the moment, like, I can't... Not that you should imagine it with other people, yeah. but, like, is that's when it's just, like, these are my, like, siblings. These are, like, my everything. Exactly. Like, kind of, like, solidify the relationship. Them. Yeah. Like, yeah. what would you have done if you were the only child? Or I, I don't know. I can't imagine. No. Yeah. I leaned into my youngest child um, position yeah. during that time. <laughs> Uh, So for me, it was a little different. I feel like my mom took the role on the most. Mm -hmm. Like when I got to the hospital, she had already been there and there were other family members already present. Yeah. And I remember hearing her repeat the story on the phone when I wasn't kind of like sure what was happening. Like we got a call that everyone would show up. So I was kind of like, is this it? Is it not? Like I wasn't really sure what was happening. And once I got there and I, you know, spoke to my uncle was the one who kind of like informed me my mom was on the phone. Um, is when I kind of knew and then like, you know, went back to see him. So that night I had only texted one friend group, my college friend group, because I knew if I text my friends who were in Baltimore, yeah. they were going to show up, they were going to come to the house. And that's not how I really process things. I really like to kind of like silo myself. Mm-hmm. And not that I was alone. I was with one of my other brothers, but I kind of wanted just to like sit in whatever. Yeah, you want to be was, in your space. Yeah, just your space. Like that was, that's what felt good to me. I didn't want to be questioned. I didn't want to be like, where are you? Or like, call, like panicky. I just wanted to kind of be like in a room alone and there were other people who were coming. So I was kind of shielded from like having to inform people. The only people I had to inform was like our friend group and other close friends before I like posted anything on social media. I wanted people who were very close to me to know like, hey, we're friends. I hate to text something like this, but this is what happened to me last night. I kind of got into those like informing text messages and phone calls the day after or maybe another day after his passing. Yeah, no, I feel the same way where I only, I think I told one friend that night and again, my best friend who I like let know, I was just like, this happened to me. Like you're my best friend, you should know. And I felt bad because her initial call or her initial reaction of course was to call, but for me, I just like couldn't. It was so much. Mm-hmm. I just had finished doing all the phone calls. And what was crazy is my dad, he passed away in another state. So we were in Pennsylvania at the oh, time, yeah. which almost, I guess, like was another removal of just like not. I guess it was nice to not be in our house. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, we stayed awake the whole night pretty much. Of but course. we were in like these hotel rooms, just like awake kind of in this like weird twilight zone of like what really did happen. And like, so I feel like being in another location almost helped us 
just like have this like night mm-hmm. to kind of figure out like okay what are these next steps gonna look like yeah and you all were together yeah which I think was great we were a little separated like I know my mom um, went back home with my two oldest brothers and I wanted to go back to my mom's house and my brother was like yeah you can go and I was like at the time I was staying with one of my other brothers mm-hmm. and I was like I don't want to leave you alone yeah though. so I like that we were together but still kind of like separate we made sure like everyone made it home safely so that was really important to us. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember your like, did you ever post on social media? Like, did you have that like big moment post? Yeah, I posted on social media after I guess informing every I mean, maybe I wasn't good with informing everyone <laughs> that I should have. Yeah. So maybe some people were shocked, but it was just a photograph of me and my dad and the information for his services. We had a viewing and we also had a funeral. What about you? Did you like announce his passing and then also information or? I did. I did again once a I think maybe two days passed. I kind of like let my friends know because I had we had to let work know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is crossed over between yeah. friends and work. So I did want to make sure like you guys knew first mm-hmm. and not her like here through the grapevine. Like I wanted you guys to feel like you are my <laughs> friends and family. <laughs> yeah. So I did that. And then I feel like I had to almost post on uh, social media just because I was getting hit up from other people just about like hanging out or what to do. And like I didn't yeah. want to constantly be like my dad passed, my dad passed, mm-hmm. my dad passed. So I almost posted and I didn't know I don't know if I felt 100 percent ready, but just to take a little bit off my back. And I was like, I knew the condolences would flood in, but I almost rather deal with that than deal with someone who like, what are you doing today? Yeah. Are you like <laughs> like and just because I couldn't have an ordinary conversation. Exactly. Yeah. But I also didn't want to hit up like hear some random person be like how are you doing like or what's up and then have to be like yeah so this like this happened I almost to me. did it to end a lot of things and like give myself that space yeah and it's crazy to think like years ago that like social media would have never no. been in the conversation of today but like now when someone you passed, have you have to think out. about it and then even when the deceased has their own social media pages like is it mine am I posting yeah. on theirs so, because we're living in the future, I did go on ChatGPT. Ooh. <laughs> just to see. Let me look at the laptop real quick to right. see, like, what, I guess, what did ChatGPT recommend? Think? Yeah, like, <laughs> recommend. Because you can put anything so in So, what here. is the prompt you put in ChatGPT? Oh, I'm a, okay. Let me you tell know you know what I mean. Um, it said, how would I, a 30-year-old woman, announce my father's death on social media? And I thought it was going to be simple. Also, this is my first time using it. I okay, keep okay. hearing things That's about okay. it. That's okay. I'm not his expert either. Okay. And it gave us one through nine steps. So I'm just going to read the steps and not like the full paragraph. But okay. if anyone else wants to try this, I highly suggest it. So first, it says, choose your platform. So you know we have so many different social media platforms. Two is to take your time. It's mm-hmm. essential to give yourself enough time to process your feelings before making the announcement, which I think is very important. Yeah, big one. Yes. Three, which I think is important, what we did was notify close family and friends first. Absolutely. Because can you imagine opening social media and seeing a family member posting that yeah. someone else has died in your family? That's insane. Step four is to consider privacy settings, which I think is kind of, I would have never thought of that. I think that's a big thing, especially like on Facebook and stuff like that, where maybe you don't want your job to know, or maybe Mm -hmm. like if you're not as close with something, like 
maybe there are some people that you don't need to know all of your business and you're not ready for. So I yeah. could understand that one, maybe. Exactly. I would have never thought of or that. Or maybe for like how you said you posted the services, maybe you just did that for your a close friends group. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Or like in story versus a post or like if yeah. you're going to tweet about it, is there an image of it? Like it's yeah. so many different things here. Um, number five is to write a heartfelt message. So craft a sincere and personal message to announce your father's passing, which I think is great. It says share memories, express your emotions, highlight the impact, etc. Um, number six is to include a photo mm. if you feel comfortable. It says okay to consider sharing a photo of your father that reflects his personality and the memories you cherish, which I think is beautiful. Yeah. I chose a photo of just me and him together, which I could have just did one of just him. Yeah, what no, did, I, what I, did you do? I chose a photo of uh, the first time we got a pedicure together. It took me years of convincing. So honestly, Chad GPT is like, I know, right? <laughs> right? Ikea knows what it's yeah. talking about. I'm like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> All right, number seven is to request for respect and privacy. Kindly ask your social media connections to respect your family's privacy during this difficult time. Again, essential. Love it. Create boundaries. Number eight is to monitor, monitor, excuse me, comments. So be prepared for outgoing outpour of support and condolences and messages. Again, we touched on that in like part one of this episode. Like if you don't feel like commenting, of course, is there going to be a flood because it's now it's opening up to like social media friends. Mm-hmm. And then the last step is to consider a tribute or a memorial page, which is something I did not do. Do you have one or think thought of that? We did actually do that because my dad was also a recipient of a kidney tra- or yeah, a new kidney. Like he had a kidney oh. transplant. So we did say in like in lieu of flowers, if you wanted to make a donation to the St. Barnabas um transplant center okay so we did that i don't know i know we included it in like the obituary and stuff like that i don't know if i did social media but people Mm -hmm. did ask and we they helped give him so much life so we wanted to do it like something special for them and like really give that and like help give more life as much as possible so yeah no tribute or donation tributes I'm not exactly yeah, sure what it's say. called, but that was a part of it for sure that we sent out. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. No, it was nice because they also mailed you like so-and-so sent it. So it was fun to get those letters in to see like they are getting stuff and like his memory is like living on in other ways. Exactly. Yeah. I did remember people questioning like, should we do a bench or like honor him in some yeah. memory? Was there something your father did like donate to his church or different things of that nature? Which I did not realize once it happened. I was like, oh, this is kind of a good thing. So I think to have that prepared in advance is probably best as well. Yeah. And what was actually great about that is we were able to message um, St. Barnabas and we're like, oh, like, what's the website? And they actually gave us a perfectly like written out paragraph and like, this is how you can say it. So you can include it on everything. Yeah. So we didn't have to go to ChatGBT. They gave it to us. I was about to say. They were prepared. (laughs) Yes. Anything to make that transition easy is best. Yeah. Yeah. Today's episode is in memory of Rachel's grandfather, Edward Lauford, who is missed every day. Again, we're your bereavement babes, Leah and Rachel, and we'll see you on the other side. 